Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. I'm your host, Chad Madden. This week, I wanted to share with you a recording from a recent webinar that I hosted. To get access to the slides and videos of this recording, you can visit getbreakthrough.com forward slash resources. Remember, this was a training hosted with a live audience, so there are real-time questions and answers that I think you will find valuable. Without further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoyed this episode. So, yeah, looking for consistency. And you... And you don't take anything else away from this. Think about this. If you want consistency, if you want to receive consistency, you're going to have to have, so you want consistent inflow. In this case, new patients, you're going to have to have consistent outflow. And the easiest way to do that is to build a calendar. I'll be sharing tools with you um, throughout here, have some goodies for you um, to stay on here at the end. The, The reason that I'm sharing this information is that you can put it into practice as quickly as possible, that you can implement it. Um, as many of you are, I'm a believer in conservative care. We have an unsustainable healthcare system right now, spending over $13,000 per year per person. And I believe that the answer to that is conservative care, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech, um, chiropractic care, functional medicine, naturopathic care, et cetera. Right? So if we look at where the money's going, it's not going to you and I, it's going to other areas in healthcare right now. So you're in the right place if you're a practice owner who's frustrated with declining reimbursements and shrinking profits. You know that you can no longer rely on a steady stream of physician referrals and you want to attract patients directly from the community. Just out of curiosity, um, how many of you have lost a, a referral source within the last five years? So they either went to work for the hospital, they retired, they passed away, or they opened up their own PT practice. Just type in here in the chat if that's you. Yeah, open up own PT, Melissa. Great. Um, so you wanna educate yourself about marketing strategies that are working right now in private practice, and you wanna clear your plan for getting more patients and increasing profits in 2024. All right, so in our time together here, uh, I'm gonna share with you four marketing strategies, four places that you can get uh, new patients from. And then we're also going to talk about a 12-month marketing calendar template that's going to save you a lot of time. And then, yeah, at the end, you'll be, and I can walk somebody through here on the call, um, literally creating your own calendar. I'm going to show you how to do that. And then you're going to take the tool and and do this for yourself as well. What is... All right. Yeah. So when you stay on until the end, um, I'll be sharing the exact marketing template that we use in our practice that's to run seven clinics. Um, Just to give you an idea, last year, uh, we did about 5,000 new patients coming through. So this is really how to create a steady stream of new patients all year long, regardless of the area of the country that you're in, if you have a snowbird season or anything like that. So right now, what's the number one biggest challenge in your practice. So it's, we're a week or two into the new year. Um, what what are you facing? What's the, the biggest puzzle, the biggest challenge that you have in your practice? So Melissa says staffing. Well, th- first three are staffing. All right. So a lot in there on um, staffing. Joanne said late cancellations. Um, I, I've, is the staffing issue an ability to pay the clinician and their leaving issue? Scott says yes. So I, I'm going to roll with. Yeah. So not finding PTs. Fair enough. The in in many ways. I know this might be hard to believe at first, but marketing, your ability to market and attract new patients is directly related to your ability to attract talent, um, to attract therapists. And 
yeah, I can't pay them, them enough. Um, and, and by the way, uh, um, we've had this happen as well. We have 53 clinicians right now. I believe in the last 12 months, we've lost, we've had a turnover of uh, six. So very real problem. Sometimes they're leaving for more money in a different area. Sometimes they're they're moving out of the area. Sometimes they're just looking for a career change. But um, we have found that the better that we can market in a specific practice, the more likely we are to attract talent, keep them um, retained, busy, et cetera. So yeah, this should tie into the staffing problem um, as we go through here. So we're in our time together, we're going to talk about first what's happening in the, the PT market today, why you want to create a marketing calendar, the four channels for getting new patients. Um, and then we're going to walk through an actual building of a calendar for an owner, an unsuspecting volunteering owner on this call. And then uh, at the end here, I'll have some other resources for you to help implement other opportunity for you to take this step further. So what's happening in the physical therapy market today, quite a bit going on. We have declining reimbursements, increased employment expenses, really all of our costs are going up. So not only do we have upward pressure on employment expenses, um, you know, therapists asking for either higher salaries or um, more benefits, things along those lines, but we also have our space, the cost of space is going up. And by that, I mean your clinic square footage, um, utilities are going up, equipment expenses are going up, um, just about everything across the board is more expensive today than it was a few years ago. And the end result of that, so anytime we have income going down and expenses going up, the result of that is shrinking profit margins. In 2018, the average, the industry standard for the industry average for private practice PT was 14.6% in terms of profit margin. That's at least sustainable. Here recently in 2023, the average practice is less than 10%. Greg Crabtree in his book, Simple Numbers, Big Profits, calls 10% the new break-even in a, in a service-based business. And what that means is anytime a practice falls under 10% margin, what happens is they are skating on very thin ice and they are a speed bump away from having to close their doors. So this is a pretty big problem. Physician referrals are drying up. They're going to work for the hospital system. They're opening their own practice. Um, they're, they're either passing away or retiring. Um, and then the other thing is physical therapist, even though we know that more than half of licensed PTs want to work in an outpatient private practice setting, many of them are leaving to go to work at the hospital or a healthcare system, uh, home health, um, to to earn more money, and in the end, you know we're getting paid less for doing more work, and this has gotten pretty bad. So if we look at uh, the last fifteen years since two thousand eight, and very specifically the physician fee schedule, I'm going to assume that most of us participate with Medicare or uh, other federal payers. Their reimbursements are based on this physician fee schedule. Um, we've had a 14% reduction over the last 15 years, uh, in, including 3.34% here in 2024. What's very depressing is if you, so this is 15 years, if you go back 30 years to 1994, the physician fee schedule is actually lower today than it was in 1994. In 1994, I was a, a junior in high school, volunteering, shadowing in a physical therapy clinic deciding that if this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, if this is what I want to dedicate uh, my life to. And if you would have told me that 30 years from now, the, the dollar will be worth less than half as much, it's worth 48% today of what it was in 1994, and that uh, reimbursements are actually going to be less then than they are today, I probably would have picked a, a different career, right? So but we did it. You and I, we love to help people. We're here for a reason, but this is the, the reality of what we're facing. So very strong downward pressure on reimbursements and that the 30 year, the physician fee schedule being less in 2024 than it was in 1994, there's no adjustment for inflation in there. So again, with inflation, the value of the dollar uh, is, is less than half 
$2024 worth less than half of what it was 1994. Therefore, you can see that we're literally getting paid half of what we were 30 years ago in, in private practice PT, especially with federal payers. So when we're trying to solve this profitability problem, um, the, the biggest leak that we see across the board is underutilized schedules. So this is uh, a clinician that you know has the capacity to see 40 visits a week, and they're only seeing 32. Um, or fill in the blank with whatever your numbers are, 60, and they're only seeing 40, right? Um, so underutilized schedule and underutilized space. Underutilized space would be, so we just opened a de novo clinic. It's, there's 3,000 square feet. And we have, uh, we're seeing 100 visits a week in that space, right? Two full-time clinicians, it can house six. So in, in those cases, underutilized schedules and underutilized space are a liability. And for many of us, we can get to profitability or at least more profitable if we just focus on filling schedules, filling space. Here's what typically gets in the way. We have slow seasons. I'm here in the Northeast. We just got snow today, uh, two-hour delay, some schools are closed, all that other fun stuff. And between Thanksgiving and the end of the year in the Northeast, there's a typical slow season. For others, I uh, just had John Toomey on the podcast, a, an owner we've worked with for years um, in Arizona, and uh, Lake Havasu City, Arizona. And you know, John talks about the snowbird season. And prior to Working with John, what was happening is every time the snowbirds would leave leave town and they would return back to you know Chicago or wh wherever they were from, um, he would slow down significantly, and that put a, a huge cramp on his on his business and the profitability of his business. So just getting to the point where he can have that consistent flow and no slow season made a very big deal in his profitability. Uh, another thing is like no clear plan, like not knowing where new patients come from or thinking that we can rely on high quality of care and word of mouth referrals to grow our practice. Um, it, it, and when we can do some other things is is also a pitfall. And the third pitfall here is, you know, too busy, not enough time. I'm doing too many other things. I have to treat, I have to train, I'm hiring, um, you know, involved with our billing, I'm involved with our scheduling. I'm just, I'm doing too many things. Some people say I'm wearing too many hats, but you get the idea. So this is what happens for many of us in private practice. And especially in the early years, I, I did this quite a bit, but I needed more new patients. What would I do? I didn't know what to do. So I would go out and, you know, either talk with a physician or maybe I would run an ad or something like that. Um, you know, whatever campaign I could find, I, I would run it and then I would get busy again and then I would stop marketing. Right. And I just created this roller coaster of inconsistent results. And if we think about what we really want to happen, it, it's this, right? We want this consistent outflow so we have a consistent inflow of patients. And again, this is where the marketing calendar comes in. We wanna be able to generate people in our area who are gonna raise their hand and say, yes, I have shoulder pain, is physical therapy right for me, right? And then we wanna be able to follow up with those leads and ultimately convert them over to into paying patients. And then um, what we can do with that is ultimately hire and expand our practice. You know, if you if you had everybody was fully utilized right now and you had um, an unlimited budget to hire, you, you likely could go out and, and hire whoever you needed to hire, right? You could attract talent more easily um, if you confidently knew that you could consistently fill their schedule. So creating a marketing calendar really is the answer here. Um, this is an example from a few years ago. I'll show you again, a, a template here for 2024 in a minute, but for each of our clinics, we have a pretty straightforward formula. Um, we run, <clears throat> so two cold traffic campaigns a month. So that's for people who don't know, like, and trust us yet. And we invite, that, invite them into um, our clinic for, we, we've been running workshops. Now there's lots of other variations around that but we do two workshops a month. In addition to that, we run at least one email campaign to our past patient list. We also do a direct mail piece. And then we, there's, there are things that we do with our partners every single month. Um, so we're gonna talk about the idea of channels, where you can get new patients from, and how you can fill out a marketing calendar very systematically so that you're, again, 
you're staying on schedule, meeting the demands for your practice because you're you've created sufficient outflow, consistent outflow. So there are four channels, primary channels for getting patients. Number one is your past patient list. These are people that you've treated um, in the past. The they know, like, and trust you. They've likely graduated your plan of care. They achieved their goals, and they're out in their community. You know, back to their life again. That if we so Kate's the last comment. Kate O'Shea. Um, Kate, if you have a practice and let's say in a 10 mile radius around your practice, I don't know where you're at in the world, but let's say there you have uh, 50,000 people in a 10 mile radius around your practice. You're in mid Michigan. How many people in a 10 mile radius around your practice? Not worried about the, the, the total number of population of people who could potentially come to your practice. Lots. Okay. Let's say it's a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand people. If we were to guess the people who are most likely out of that hundred thousand to come into your practice next month in February, who would that be? Well, the, the easiest, the lowest hanging fruit is people who already know, like, and trust you, right? You know who they are. Um, you know how many kids that they have, you know, where they work, you know, what they like to do outside of work for their, their hobbies. You know what, um, you, you, the diagnosis you saw them for, um, you, you know, a lot about, you likely know where they grew up. They know a lot about you, you know, uh, what your family situation is like, where you grew up, uh, what like, what you like to do. Right. So there, there's a lot of affinity there already. They, they know, like, and trust you. And what we want to do in that situation is, is harness your most valuable asset, and there are two things that you can get from your patient list. Number one is reactivations. Uh, number two is generating word of mouth referrals. And for the sake of time here, we're going to focus on campaigns that reactivate past patients. Easiest way to do that is email marketing. Um, now, what many practice owners will do is simply mail like a PDF format of their newsletter out to their patient list with a subject line of like, Maddening Gilbert Physical Therapy, uh, Volume 21, Issue 1, right? Like nobody's going to open that up and they're likely not reading the PDF. And it's definitely not leading to many reactivations or word of mouth referrals. So there's a better way that email is used. But again, for the sake of time, just realize that email marketing um, and getting something out consistently that's valuable to the recipient is key. We can also do text campaigns. I'll give you a quick and easy one here for reactivations. Um, many owners up. So one of the problems that I saw was reimbursements, right? So if you could change your payer mix today, would that be valuable to you? Would, would you want to know how to do that? So more of your higher payers, less of your lower payers. Would you want to know how to do that? Great. Ray and Claire, awesome. So here, here's a very simple, if you have a patient list, this is how simple this could be. Um, Car, Carmel, you already know the answer for this one. But um, so you could go to your patient list. You could identify who your top payer is. Let's say in, in my instance, it's going to be Highmark, Highmark Blue Shield. And I could go through and with a text message or text campaign, or I could, I could do this as a one-off, reach out to past patients that I haven't seen in six months. So I'll use, uh, work with Andrea here as an example. I could send Andrea text, Andrea, it's been uh, six months since we last saw you for your shoulder pain. How are you doing? Something that simple. So we just did this a week or two ago, um, sent out right around a hundred text had 41 people respond uh, within an hour, right? So very, very simple, low-hanging fruit, easy to send out. You could do that today with 10 people, right? And if you were hedging your bet by going through your EMR and only messaging people that have high mark or whatever your higher payer is, you're highly likely to reactivate patients with your from your highest payer, right, or your highest payers. 
very, very simple to do, right? Everybody could go do that. Literally, you could go do that right now and reactivate um, patients. So very simple to do. And then if you want to do that's one-to-one, you know, so I would challenge you to send 10 texts today or 10 emails today uh, doing that same exact thing. And then um, you can also send out campaigns via text like we did with the 100. Um, and then the other thing you could do is own the mailbox with a printed newsletter. Yeah, so here's one practices email campaigns. You can see what they did there. Huge open rate, very high click-through rate as well. We know that, you know, all those 1,300 emails that were sent, 13% click-through rate is going to be about 170 responses. Um, somebody requested an action or took an action in there. What do we know about that person? So let's say it was a shoulder pain campaign, um, an email campaign. We know that they likely have shoulder pain or they're, they're interested in learning more, right? So we would follow up with a, that person and ask them what's going on with your shoulder. The second big channel is word of mouth referrals. And this is fairly easy to do. I can give you um, what we have seen work really well, not only in our practices, but in the other practices that we work with at Breakthrough. Um, it's, there, there's no cost, right? It's, it's just your time or your clinician's time. So the first one is uh, your timing of this is key. And we have had marketers, we've had clinicians that will try to do this. You know, they'll ask for a referral on day one. So that, that doesn't work well in eval. They'll ask for the, try to ask for the referral like at a progress report. So two to four weeks into treatment, um, or they'll ask for it at a discharge. We haven't, none of those have, have worked nearly as well as this. Wait for the patient to share a win. Then we have a three-step process. So I'm treating Andrea for her shoulder. And Andrea says, you know what? Um, last night or this weekend, it was the first night I was able to sleep through the, the night in like six months uh, without waking up with shoulder pain. That was amazing. I'm going to high five Andrea um, and I'll throw her, you know, a, a recognition and acknowledgement parade where we're going to make a really big deal out of it. And wow, that's great. Andrea, you know, you've been showing up to all your appointments on time. I can tell you're doing your exercises at home. Um, you're you, What you're doing is working. That's awesome. Good for you. And you're capable of healing. Whatever you do there to make a big deal out of Andrea's win, do that. That's step number one. Recognize and acknowledge. Step number two is you do this. Andrea. Now, we're we're a small business. And, you know, we, we very much like to help people. Who do you know who has shoulder pain just like you did and has trouble sleeping through the night? Awkward pause. So you, you just, you don't say anything, but it's, you ask, who do you know? and then say nothing. The patient will originate somebody. And if you do this enough, you'll you actually see them do this little scan where they'll like, they'll look and they'll see the person. And then you just say, yeah, who's that? And they'll say, oh, you know, Andrea shares, um, you know, it's her neighbor, um, Eric. And Eric has shoulder pain as well, or he doesn't have shoulder pain, but he has a knee problem. Do we help people with knee problems? But she's thinking of somebody. Now, I didn't say, I did not say, Andrea, if you know somebody who needs our help, I did not say that because that is instant. Anytime you say if, just forget it. It's over. So don't say if. It's who do you know? And again, a lot of testing around this. Uh, it, it's a huge shortcut. Just go right to who do you know? And then awkward silence. And you let the person fill that silence in. And then step number three is how do we get Eric? the help that he needs. And she originates it. So we we had clinicians in the past who wanted to hand out like cards, like a free screen card or a business card or something like that. You don't need to do any of that. Let the patient originate how they want to make the referral. When's the next time you're going to see Eric? And, and Andrea originates that. And then I help support whatever it is that she's doing. So very, very simple there. Um, the other thing that you can do is email and text campaigns. We also do direct mail around asking for referrals. Uh, but yeah, the best time to do it is exactly what I shared with you there. 
um, partners with lookalike audiences. So this is typically going to be a gym, uh, maybe a large employer, uh, something along those lines as well. Uh, it's and what we do is in those situations is like we'll go to for years. I mean, we had a relationship with Gold's Gym and they have a silver sneakers program. And maybe once every three months, they would bring us in and they would promote the event. So this wasn't an expense. It was time investment, but there there was no cost to do this. They would promote whatever it is that we were talking about uh, in, in a workshop format to their members. We've also done health fairs like this. We've done day of free screens. I just did a podcast with uh, Chris Gordos here in uh, Berks County. Um, and he talked about his relationship with Fleet Feet. I'd give that a listen if partners are on your um on your marketing calendar agenda here. But uh, very simple to get uh, a partner to promote your practice. We do the, those once a month in each of our locations. And the fourth channel here is cold traffic. So these are, yeah, really people who don't know, like, and trust you yet. Remember when we, Kate in mid-Michigan has all the competition in her area and 100,000 people in a 10-mile radius. And um, the people who were most likely to come in were those people who were already past patients. On the other end of the scale, we have people who aren't aware even of physical therapy, right? Um, so they don't know who Kate is yet, but they can, right? And what we find is there is very specific uh, marketing that we can do, cold traffic marketing, to attract that person who doesn't know, like, and trust us yet into our facility for our, our services. So here we're going to have two types of advertising, online and offline. Very important that you use direct response. What is direct response? Well, and uh, Kate, let, we'll use you here. So what's the number one reason people experience pain, numbness, and tingling in their hands and feet? So let's say your specialty is neuropathy that you want to attract people in for. And you're running an ad like we have over here on the right. And so you're running that uh, to Facebook. And, you know, that anytime that somebody clicks on the ad on Facebook or Instagram, that they likely have neuropathy or they're, experienced, they're experiencing pain, numbness, and tingling in their feet. Well, there has to be a process um, to get them to go from being an ad responder to paying patient. But the first thing that we want to do is out of the 100,000 people, Let's say there's 5%. So 5,000 people in your area have pain, numbness, and tingling in their hands and feet. We just want those people to raise their hand. That's what direct response does. Is It's a, a type of ad that requires an, an action. In this case, it's just a click to learn more. It gets the person to raise their hand and signify, yes, I have pain, numbness, and tingling in my feet. And what that allows us to do is invest our time, money, and resources specifically in generating the relationships and sorting through people that are responding to our ads, right? But they're they're we're hedging our our time there, right? We're not trying to be one thing to everybody, um, but we're going through, we're using direct response advertising. We always lead with education very quick. You can lead with education or information, one and the same thing. Free product or free service or discounted. The information long long term education wins every single time. So uh you can have some situations where a free service might win for a month, but very quickly you get that Groupon effect and information wins. So let's, uh, does, does anybody want to volunteer? Just uh, type a V into the webinar chat and I'll walk you through how to build a calendar. All right, one volunteer somebody who does not have a marketing calendar, but they want consistent new patients in 2024. Bell, can you, Bell McNabb, can you please unmute? I think, Bell, if you raise your hand, I'll be able to um, give you permission to speak. Awesome. Awesome. Hi. Hi, Belle. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Where's your practice? Tell us a little bit about yourself. 
My practice is in Houston, Texas. Nice. Um, I do uh, more concierge, so I don't work with doctors. Um, so I try to market it towards like yoga facilities because what I do is I specialize in pelvic health. Right. And so postpartum, menopausal, you know, urinary incontinence and all of that sort of stuff. And so I started back in early, like in February, and I've been trying to learn all of this stuff. And, and so it's been, it's been an interesting journey for sure. All right. So pelvic health, urinary incontinence, you're doing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pelvic pain. Yep. Uh, like coccidinia. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Right. So I, I, we had a therapist. Um, not my wheelhouse, but I know about it because we've offered it. So very comfortable. What, um, I will share this template for everybody. Okay. But thanks for volunteering, Bill. I'm going to help you build yours out here. Chad, if you refresh, I think you'll have, you'll be able to edit this. Awesome. Yeah. But if we want to make a copy, right? Yes. For, for everyone attending. Yeah. So when everybody, when we share the link here for everybody else on the call, you're going to go up to file, make a copy. And we'll do this. And Bell, what's the name of your practice? Quantum PT. Great. And so currently, and We'll give you a bonus channel here, but I know you're not doing anything here with physician referrals because you have no. the concept. So um, what are you currently doing right now? What have you done for marketing so far? Um, I've done like organic going to, like I said, yoga places like there's Orange Theory here, um, places around my facility to offer like uh, workshops and things like that. Um, Facebook marketing, Instagram marketing, I have a Google page. And so whenever I have patients, I ask them to put reviews on there and that has helped. Um, and that's, that's what I've done so far. I have a, I've started a group on Facebook. Um, so I can start putting different things on there as well. Okay. So the Facebook and Instagram is all that's under the organic. So you're, mm-hmm. you're doing posts, but they're primarily people who already know, like, and trust you. They're not like cold traffic. No, I do. Like I run ad campaigns through Facebook and I'll get cold. Okay. I guess people that, like you said, they'll sign up and, and you call them to see what their interest is and try and get them scheduled for an evaluation. And so I've done a lot of that. Okay, cool. So Let's stick on that. How's that working for you right now? It actually works really well. You know, it always depends on the campaign and area and demographic that you choose. And so after I kind of tweak whatever I need to tweak it, it, I mean, it brings in some really good traffic for me. It's just trying to figure all of that out in the process, you know? Yep. So uh, Google page and reviews, how's that working? I think that is getting better. Like I said, I'm, I'm pretty new. And so I started the Google page not too long ago, but even just with the little reviews that I've received, people have called me from, from that page. They've gone to my website and said, I saw your reviews on Google. And so they've contacted me. I've probably got like three people that have contacted me through just that. And that's free. Awesome. Orange theory. How's that working? Uh, okay. Their orange theory is just so corporate. And so it's like um, trying to get scheduled and there's so, such a high turnover there. I do have a good relationship with a couple of yoga studios. And so I, I'm doing a class there with the instructors and uh, with their clients as well. And so cool. I think I tend to do better with yoga Pilates since I do work with pelvic health. Awesome. All right. 
so if we look at the five channels, um, so let's just go out to February here, um, since we're halfway through January. So for your past patients, how do you have a patient list currently? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So what what are you doing with your past patient list? I have like a, I guess you call it a drip campaign. So I have some automations going to where it sends um, something every so often, but it's not, I don't feel like it's personalized. Um, it's kind of like you said, just like a basic thing, just to gauge interest and things like that. Okay. So, you, all right. So drip typically means that, like, let's say you had 200 people on your past patient list that um, they would get something from you like every three days or every seven days. Right. Okay. And so how often is that going? If it's your patient list, how often am I getting an email? Sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> Zoe, it's once every two weeks. Oh, great. Okay. And then what, um, within there, are you, are you sharing anything valuable like blog posts or explanations or tips? Yeah, that's that's what I said. It's kind of general. It it doesn't have anything educational on it. It just has like, how's it going? Like that type of thing. Okay. Um, I think I need to add more value. Yep. Like some some education component. Um and so that's what I I'm thinking of working on right now. Like just having something that we'll send out that has a little snippet of education with the email. All right. Sorry, sorry to do this. I'm just going to. So Google is your front end in this case. Um, what, what do you think? So for the last patient you saw, what would they Google to find you? Quantum physical therapy, maybe. Well, that, that, that's somebody that already. So let's say I'm in Houston. My wife has incontinence what what would she what question would she be asking google that she would ultimately get to google or get to quantum uh maybe home-based pelvic floor physical therapy i'm trying to remember what i put on the keywords <laughs> well here you, so if i just what can i do about incontinence you can see on my screen everything that comes up right all right so if we just click on this here is what, so people, it, and this is, it, it's such a free and useful tool. Like the, the amount of data that Google can give you as a clinician is unreal. So you can either, I used to walk around with a little sheet of notebook paper and write down the exact questions that patients would ask. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's super effective. And then I would make, I would create videos around it and post them okay. on YouTube. Like that, that would be a very simple thing, but here's what people also ask. So what is the most effective treatment for incontinence? I'm sure you answer that all the time, right? Mm -hmm. you, what are the four types of incontinence? Can incontinence be cured naturally? Can you reverse incontinence? Here's the great thing about this Google. People also ask anytime you click on it, it generates more. What is the newest treatment for incontinence? What is the new drug to stop incontinence? So it, it, the deeper you okay. go, the more it'll give you. If you did nothing more than answer th these questions, and I would just do one and put it, like, answer it in a paragraph, send it out via email, like, you would instantly become an authority celebrity expert to your patient list. And you're giving something of value. Yeah. Does that make sense? I can definitely do that. Okay. All right. So. Um, so twice a month, I would just keep that up. Do exactly what you're doing. Just take it to the next level and do a higher, more valuable quality. You know. Okay. Um, word of mouth referrals. Uh, actually, let's skip over that because the partners seem to be your next thing. So what? Um, what is? You go. You find a, uh, you know, a boutique 
yoga studio or Pilates studio? What are you doing with them right now? So I have a couple relationships where I just do a quick workshop on general information on the pelvic floor. Um, And so if anybody has any issues like during their sessions, okay, what can you do or what may be causing it, that type of thing. Um, And then I'm going to be teaching something to the yoga instructors as far as more in-depth anatomy and physiology and how they can help their clients um, with, it's not only pelvic floor, but hips, back, and that type of thing. Perfect. Awesome. Um, what's a, what would be like a good pace for you to do workshops? Could you do one a month? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you had three yoga studios and you were going to each one once a quarter, I mean, that would fill out your year, right? Yeah. Not so hard. can do that. We, we found once a month is great for for doing that. Um, and then cold traffic, it, how many campaigns are you running a month on Facebook and Instagram? So I just stopped a, my last campaign just like a week ago, but I had one. It was for pelvic floor, and so it was for urinary incontinence and, and pelvic pain. It was kind of a general pelvic floor. Uh, thing and then I had one for um, sciatica that went out and then I tried one for male pelvic floor dysfunction but it seems like there's more females on Facebook than males Um, it's for the for for that particular demographic they they use the media differently yeah yeah um we so there's a Charles Dudley is a uh, physical therapist. You can look him up. He, he does. Um, he specializes in male, male pelvic incontinence. Yeah, I know him. Oh. Or I know of him. Talk with uh, Charles and Kevin about what they're doing because they, okay. they, they, they've found some very niche markets, um, groups that, that they, and I still get their newsletter and everything else. But um, yeah, the, so Meta ads, it, it sounds like you're running like one campaign at a time. Uh, yes. And there's like a dollar amount per month that you're investing. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, cool. So then what you're already doing this to a degree, right? I would think through like, is there is there a theme that I should be talking about each month? So maybe February is urinary incontinence month. Maybe March is sciatica. Maybe April is hip pain. That's what we tend to do. Does that make sense? Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. And this is why I took this course because I was trying to develop a calendar, but I was like, I got overwhelmed. And so um, I saw your course and thought it would really help me kind of fine tune what I would do um, as far as sending things out and keeping everything in order. And so this is helping me. Great. So I will, I'm going to share this with, uh, directly with you here. Bill. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, you can go through and complete this. But, um, yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Sounds great. I just sent it to you directly. Was that helpful to talk out through some of the details there? Yeah, no, that's what I was, like I said, I was trying to do. um, But I think I was overanalyzing it and I was trying to do it more daily. Like I should post something every day, something on Facebook, something on Instagram. And then it's okay. I got to send an email out too. And then, um, still do some organic marketing. And so I think I was just getting overwhelmed with, with all the stuff. And so if I, I think if I break it down like this to where I just have one thing to focus on per month, it'll make it a little bit easier. Yeah. So 
every Friday for one hour when I was treating full-time, I would just block that out and I would answer one question each week. And so if, if you want to streamline this even more, I would record a video. They would be three to five minutes long of answering the question. I would post it on YouTube. I would have it transcribed because the second I have it transcribed, now I have, and by the way, you can do this free now with Google tools or, I mean, there's a million documentation uh, transcription tools out there. But um, yeah, so I would have it transcribed. Now I would have like writing. You put together 12 of those videos and you have a book. Like it, it's very not wow. hard. Um, so it, like you can get a lot of mileage out of the content that you're creating if you just have like that one hour a week to dedicate to answering patients' questions. But now I have email content. Um, I have organic post content. I have ad content if I'm going to cold traffic marketing. Um, yeah, so you think about getting a lot of mileage out of like just one single answer that you're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Great. Thanks for volunteering. No, thank you. This helped. My pleasure. Um, oh, and oh, there we go. So Andrea did um, put in the marketing calendar for everybody, uh, 145 timestamp in the webinar chat. Um, so everybody can go in and download that. And then just you're going to click file, make a copy and edit your own copy, just like we did with um, Bell here, which we started to do. Um, so I have some training that can help you get this done even faster. Are you interested in that? Just uh, type a yes in in the chat if you're interested in the training. By the way, this is a free training uh, for everybody. So. Uh, we, again, I'm passionate about private practice PT. I'm a private practice physical therapist. This is what we've been doing for 10 years is um, education. But you can go to uh, getbreakthrough.com forward slash cal dash bundle. And yes, Melissa, if you go through and you uh, click file, make a copy, you can edit your own calendar. You won't be edit, able to edit the original calendar because that would be a disaster if we had hundred owners all editing the same calendar, but you just click file, make a copy. Yep. And then you'll be able to edit your own calendar. So um, we have a direct to consumer marketing course. This is six modules, uh, approximately six hours of training, um, creating growth targets for your practice. Uh, we built our practice around 45 to 64 year old family oriented females, primarily with orthopedic conditions. Uh, Bell, who's just on, has a, is going to have a perhaps a slightly different demographic. Maybe you're teaching or you're you're primarily treating uh, scholastic athletes. You have a different demographic. We're going to talk through um, how to create targets there. Uh, session two is the practice growth pro forma, and that's really creating uh, profitability plan, financial projection. Uh, we talk through market message, media match, which was one is the of the core principles in order for you to get your marketing to work. Anytime I'm working with an owner directly who's having trouble marketing, or frankly, any private practice owner or small business owner, that we always go to this. They're likely, there's something that's not aligned with market message media match. Session four is the three levels of conversion. Um, and because once you get somebody to respond to an ad, right, raise their hand and say, yes, I have that. Now you actually have to go through the conversion part. And if you listen closely, Bell was actually talking about that to a degree, right? It's it's another thing to take an ad responder and get them over to a paying patient, teach you the basics of how to do that, the principles that you should be paying attention to. Then we're going to talk about metrics and trends, like how you can track and make sense of your marketing data so you, that you make more smarter decisions moving forward and uh, minimize your mistakes. Session six is techniques and tactics for expansion and growth. So how to grow, right? Fill space, fill schedules, which we talked about here. And then um, what do you do next, right? You can add on additional space. You can hire clinicians. You can open additional offices, whatever that looks like for you, or just perhaps focus on profitability in the space you're already in. In addition to that, we can help you walk you through just like I started to do here with Bell, walk you through individually. Everybody's practice is different. 
but you're going to get a uh, an opportunity for a strategy call as well. This is great. Um, our directors have worked through this with literally hundreds of practice owners. Um, this is really our wheelhouse of what we've done, but dramatically increase the probability of success with the marketing calendar. This would, you know, liken to, you know, if, if you were at Thanksgiving or you're with family over the holidays and they were like, hey, I have this shoulder issue. Just tell me what to do. Um, I've been dealing with it for a while. You could give them a sheet of exercises. You could send them a video, right? Or you could actually walk them through the performance of that and help them progress. This is our effort to help you do that. So for those of you that are ready, if you're the type of owner that likes to take action, likes to get this done, like to have it in place, so you have that consistent new uh, inflow of patients, we're also offering um, a marketing strategy call here to help you get this done step-by-step. Again, you're going to click through on that uh, getbreakthrough.com forward slash cal dash bundle for the free training. Um, yeah, and this is for, so if you're thinking something along the lines of my practice is different, is this really for me? This is for uh, private practices, whether you're physical therapy only, whether you're uh, integrated with, um, you know, you have uh, OT speech, et cetera, across the board. Um, this is for small practices, large practices. This is for uh, whether you accept insurance or your cash pay, concierge service, whatever that might be. Um, if you're thinking about opening a second clinic or your 200th clinic, great. Um, again, or if you're just starting out, um, this is for private practice owners across the board. Yeah, some results here. This is uh, Tony Sear. You've likely have seen uh, seen some of Tony's wins as well. Uh, talking about growing from 946 k in 2016 to over $3 million here last year, just opened up his second practice and already uh, is well on his way to filling that up. Um, this is Joanne Kathy Scarpedo, who wanted to increase the value of their practice and in less than 12 months, more than doubled the value of their practice in implementing these techniques. Uh, this is Varel, awesome owner, uh, new practice owner, uh, in practice less than five years, was able to increase um, his visit rate from $83 to 98 and he did this in less than three months. Um, yeah, so go to the link, click yes, reserve my free training. I'm going to show you how to do that here in a second. Choose a time to schedule your free marketing strategy call. Get the free course. Again, over six hours of content there for you to go through and help you implement this and grow here in 2024. It's the getbreakthrough.com forward slash cal dash bundle. And if you click on that, it's going to look like this. So you're going to click through to reserve your free training. And again, you'll get the um, entire bundle. Lots of trainings here. So this says five plus hours. I believe it's six, um, I think in, in total, but Regardless, it's a lot of training. Um, and then what you're going to do is you'll click on this. Um, yeah, to schedule your your strategy call as well. Again, it's going to be great. It's going to be with uh, Caleb or Jeff. They've talked with hundreds of practice owners, if not thousands, uh, over the last five years. And what they'll do is they'll walk you through the marketing calendar for your unique practice, help you solve these problems, help you get this done. And um, you'll be off and running here in 2024. So you just click on the link, whatever day you're available. Let's say it's tomorrow, Friday. It looks like there's only two times left uh, tomorrow. So uh, yeah, make sure you get that in at uh, getbreakthrough.com forward slash cal dash bundle. Um, if we have any questions, I have about two minutes here. Happy to answer any of those that you have. We had one question come through, Chad, from Colleen. Um, they asked, how frequent is too frequent for sending emails to past patients to avoid them from blocking you? And what is where's that sweet spot for frequency of sending emails? Yeah, great question. Um, short answer. So we send, like Bell shared, we, we send two campaigns a month. Now, a campaign could be anywhere from three to five emails. So we're sending six to 10 emails a month to our patient list. 
So that's every five days to every you know three to five days. Um, you, you here's here's the deal with like people opting out. One, you want you want it to happen. <laughs> I, I know that might seem counterintuitive, but if somebody doesn't want to receive communication from you and they're not perceiving value in what you're sending out, fine, they should be off your list. Um, and and you want them off your list because you want that to be a very you want your email and especially the changes that are coming with uh, iOS, Apple, and uh, Google, you and Microsoft as well. You want high deliverability, right? So if somebody doesn't want it and they're not going to open your emails, you want you don't want them on your list anyhow. So I I wouldn't really worry about that. And what we've seen is like owners will lose sleep over like one person opting out, unsubscribing, and they'll ignore like the 50 responses, right? So that, that's very easy to do as a clinician. We tend to be people pleasers. Um, it's a, So I wouldn't worry about, the, I mean, the most common pitfall is not emailing enough. I've talked with owners in the beginning, you know, they're doing one email every three months and it's a single email. That's not doing anything for you. Like it's, it's not, that's not enough communication. Um, right. So if you want to improve your relationships, improve the consistency of new patient flow, reactivations, word of mouth referrals that you're getting from your patient list, I would think of starting at one a month, one every other week. So start there and adjust accordingly. But I mean, one every other week is not getting us in trouble with our list in any way. The other thing is deliver value, like make your email worthwhile reading, right? If you're, if you're sending junk, then you, you might have a high unsubscribe rate, but focus on delivering value and you're, you're going to be fine there. Great question. though. You're welcome. Any other questions? Oh, there is one in the Q&A. I think we have time for one more. What are some strategies to build a stronger relationship with your referring doctors? Do you think taking them out to dinner would be productive? Great question. Um, <laughs> so strategies, this is from Robert. Um, so we we had to build our re practice in the beginning on physician relationships. Um, where I'm at in central Pennsylvania, we have tremendous, I mean, 90% of the referral sources in our area, physicians, nurse practitioners, PAs, they work for one of three hospital systems or they have their own PT. So in 2008, we really, we hit an all-time high in November 2008, 154 physician referrals to a single site practice in one month. And then gradually over time, that's gone down. Um, yeah. So we're primarily direct to consumer today. What works? Um, physicians want results, convenience, location. The, and they want no complaints coming back. So start with that. Um, here's what we found in areas where we open up. So like we have our de novo clinic, Shrewsbury, we opened up on uh, March 9th of 2020. It was the week that COVID hit central Pennsylvania. So we opened on that Monday, March 13th, Friday the 13th, PA closed down here. Um, that clinic, what they do is they advertise direct to the consumer. So they have a lot coming in from those channels, um, Facebook, Google, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then what they'll do is they will turn around um, and then patients coming through. So Robert, if you're a patient in Shrewsbury, they're going to, the clinic, our clinician is going to call your doctor and have a conversation for any reason about your, your care, whatever they have going on. Right. So we, Incre that increased communication um, is key. We don't do gifts or a lot of dinners. Um, now, I have physician friends, even some that are employed by the hospital, that I'll you know go meet for coffee or we'll grab breakfast or we'll grab lunch or we'll go fly fishing together, whatever it might be. But um, just, I mean, you, you should want to be around. I, I pretty much abandoned that as a global strategy years ago. Um, outside of the physician referral relationships that I have. And my goal with those is that I have them on like a text relationship that I, I can send them a text and they don't had, I, we have a patient here, he has neck pain. He's three weeks into therapy. He's not getting a result. Can you see him? 
and like I'm making a referral out too. So it's it's a reciprocal relationship. Like I would think about that, creating something like that before anything else. The other thing that I'll say that we do, the only thing that we do one to many is um, we will send out a physician update, which is modeled. It's a direct mail piece that's modeled as a um, as a journal article, but it features journal articles that they respect that are peer reviewed to physicians and that they would typically read. But um, hopefully you got something out of that and that helps. Chad, what percentage of your practice um, or of your new patients are coming from physician referrals today? So five, 154 in a month is what we had in November of 2008 for a sing, that was single site. We have one practice location. Today we have seven. Last year we had 5,000 new patients. Less than 500 were physician referral. Super low. It's uh, so we're at a much smaller rate. Um, yeah, and I mean that the research is out there. You can go to the Journal of General Internal Medicine in 2018. And from 2003 to 2014, there was a 53.6% decline in physician referrals to PT, specifically for back pain. So, um, yeah, I, I, we don't put too much focus there um, outside of we want our clinicians to talk with doctors that are basically going to sign the eval, sign the plan of care, et cetera. And then we'll, we'll get some through, but it's not, it's not the driver in our practice. The drivers are exactly what I shared with you here. Past patient marketing, word of mouth referrals, partners, old traffic marketing. But good question, Robert. Awesome. Well, hopefully um, you were able to take advantage of uh, that training bundle. First time we ever offered that um, on a webinar. Um, also, you're able to get in and uh, before the, the schedule fills up there, get your uh, marketing strategy call where Caleb or Jeff are going to be able to walk you through um, filling out that marketing calendar for your practice. Hopefully you enjoyed this and uh, you continue to grow here in 2024. Thanks, everybody.